oldest two inhabitants two of them by josh billings coffee break collection twenty old age this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. our oldest two inhabitants two of them john bascom john bascom is now living in coon hollow raccoon county state of iowa he is one hundred ninety six years old and can read fine print by moonlight thirty three feet off he remembers george washington first rate and once lent him ten dollars to buy a pair of calfskin boots with he fit in the revolution also in the war of eighteen twelve likewise in the late melee and says he won't take sass now from any man living he is a hard-shell baptist by religion and says he will die for his religion he was converted a hundred and fifty years ago and thinks the hard-shell is the toughest religion there is for everyday wear he says that one hard-shell baptist can do more hard work on the same victuals during a hot day than fifteen episcopalites he has always used plug tobacco from a child and says he learnt how to chew by watching a cow chew her cud he has never drunk any intoxicating liquor but whiskey and says that no other liquor is healthy he thinks three horn a day is enough for health he has always voted the democratic ticket for the last a hundred and seventy years and walked last fall in sloppy weather eighteen miles to vote for jim buchanan he ain't seen a railroad yet nor a women's right convention his greatest desire he tells me is to see general jackson and says that he shall go next year down to tennessee to see him he fatted a hog last year with his own hands that weighed six hundred thirty six pounds after it was dressed and well dried out he is very cheerful and says he won seven dollars on the weight of this hog out of one of the deacons of the hardshell church he declares this to be one of the proudest accidents of his life for the deacon was known far and near as a tight cuss he tells me that for ninety years he has went to bed at just seventeen minutes after nine and has arisen at precisely five o'clock the next day the first thing he does in the morning is to take a short drink about two inches and then for an hour before breakfast he reads the almanacs i will here state that it is josh billings farmer's almanacs that he reads i asked him his opinion of gin and milk as a fertilizer he pronounced it bogus and said that the good old hard shell drink whiskey unadorned was the only spirits that never went back on a man his habits are simple for breakfast he generally ate four slices of salt pork three boiled potatoes a couple of sausages five hot biscuits a dozen of hard boiled eggs two cups of rye coffee a small plate of slapjacks some few pickles and cold cabbage and vinegar if there was any left from yesterday's dinner his dinner was always a light one and he seldom met anything but some boiled 
mutton some corned beef some cold ham and some injun puttin to top off with his suppers were mere nothing and consisted simply of cold salt pork cold corned beef cold billed mutton and once in a great while a few slices of cold ham with mustard and horse-radish i examined his head and found that he had all the usual bumps in a remarkable state of preservation he has a good ear for music and whistled me yankee doodle with variations he was born a shoemaker but hasn't done anything at the trade for the last a hundred and twenty-five years he enjoys the best of health but just now he is teething which he tells me is his seventh set he is a firm believer in the darwin theory and says he used to hear his great-grandfather tell of a race of men somewhere down on the coast of florida who had some little of the caudal appendix still remaining on the subject of marriage his head seems to be dead level he said that he had been married fifteen times and proposed again to hannah campbell a lady in the neighborhood who was twenty-eight years old i asked him what he thought his chances were for obtaining the lady's hand and he said it lay between him and one theodorus whitney a traveling corn doctor and added if whitney don't look out he would enlarge his head for him upon me asking him what he attributed his immense life and vigor to he said in a clear and distinct voice to three small horns whiskey a day believing in the hard-shell doctrine and voting unanimously the democratic ticket i thanked him very much for the information he had given me of himself and asked him if he had any objection to me putting it into print and he manifested a great desire that i should do so not forgetting to make special mention of what he said about enlarging whitney's head for him for he thought that would clear him out of the neighborhood i left john bascom after a delightful visit of four hours and thought over to myself if there was any two rules for long life that had been thus far discovered that was alike the more i thought of this the more i wished i could come across methuselah for a few minutes and hear him tell how he managed elizabeth meacham lib meachin as she is familiarly called in the township where she resides is one of the rarest gems of extenuated mortality that has been my blessed luck to encounter she is not so old as bascom by about two years being only about a hundred and ninety-four years old next to lot's wife she is the best preserved woman the world contains i reached her place of residence early in the morning and in one minute after i told her my business her tongue had a full head of steam on and for three hours it run like a stream of quicksilver down an ink-lined plain i asked her a thousand questions at least but not one of them did she answer but kept talking all the time faster than pocahontas can pace down hill to saddle as near as i could find out she had lived a hundred and ninety-four years simply because she couldn't die without cutting short one of her stories i asked her to show me her tongue i wanted to see if that member was badly worn but she couldn't stop it long enough to show it 
this woman has reached her enormous age without any particular habit she has outlived everybody she has come across so far by out-talking them the only subject that i could for a moment arrest the flood of her language with was the fashions but that was a subject upon which i unfortunately wasn't much as a last hope of drawing her out upon some facts and to her mode of life i touched upon that all-absorbing topic to both old and young i refer now to matrimony her first husband it seemed was carpenter and to use her own words was too lazy to talk or to listen while she talked and so he died her second husband was a pretty good talker but a poor listener and therefore he died her third husband was a deaf and dumb man and as she remarked either he or she had got to die and the man died her fourth husband undertook to out-talk her and died early in this way she went on describing her husbands twelve in all as i rose to depart i said to her solemnly elizabeth meacham you have been much married and much an inconsolate widow at what time of life do you think the married state ceases to be preferable she replied you must ask somebody older than i am end of our oldest inhabitants two of them by josh billings